Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We thank you for joining us. As the month of July kicks off, we start a new series, Pick Up the Pace. And sometimes when we walk with God, we're not sure where we're going. We're not sure where he's taking us. So listen up as Pastor Parson preaches about walking in the dark. giving, our time of tithing, our time of offering, because this is a part of our worship. We are yet obedient in this season. We yet are worshipers and our tithing, that 10% that we give back to God, oh, that is our worship. And so if you have not prepared your giving, please do so. You can do that by going to nuantioch-aliante.org, push the donate button and follow the prompts. A second way that you can do this is by texting 77977 to New Antioch. All one word, follow the prompts all the way through. And we're going to give you every means to be obedient, every means to give back into this. And so if you have to do it through mail, our address is 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. Our zip code is 89084. We want to be careful to thank all of those who have remained obedient, who have remained generous. celebrate the July. It's about independence. It's about freedom. Maybe you're more into Juneteenth, but it's also about freedom. And right now in the United States, we can't agree even on holidays. But everybody in here that believes in Jesus Christ, there's one day we can all agree on. And that was the day that Christ stood on that cross, was hung on that cross, and the blood came streaming down. That was our independence day. That was our day of freedom that he thought I was worth saving. And so he sacrificed his life so I could be free. I've been free ever since then. It doesn't matter what they call me on the outside. It's all about the freedom that I have on the inside. And if you would celebrate that with me, now I know that we are a non-denominational church. And that some of you at home or you might be in your office or in your car. And if it's the way that you are all the time, um, then, then you be who you are. Everybody doesn't have to rejoice like us. Everybody doesn't have to be emotional about this thing. But only if you're not emotional about anything. If your football team or your basketball team is winning and you make a lot of noise, if somebody give you some money, a 
or buy you a good present and you make a lot of noise. If you get a man and get a woman and you make a lot of noise and you and tears start streaming down, whatever you give, everything else. That's all I'm asking you to give Jesus. Now, if your team is winning and you just watch and enjoy the game, I then just watch and enjoy our service. But if you get emotional about anything, you need to get emotional about this freedom. So I'm gonna have them kick back in. Oh, hallelujah. And whatever your personality is, when they say hallelujah, the normal response is at least to lift your head, to at least to say it. For some of you, I'm, I'm a clapper. When my team win, I get to clapping. For some of you, you get to yell. For some of you, you stand on your feet. Packers beat the Steelers. I ran all in front of the living room. And so we're going to go into this one more time because sometimes you just get distracted and you don't realize what's being said. But it's Independence Day every day over here. And so let's try this one more time. today <laughs> it's good to be free we're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 in the King James version and then we're going to go to Psalms 91 verse 5 and 6 in the new international version of the scriptures we stand here in reverence to the reading of the word of God it'll be there for you on the screen 1 Corinthians 13 and 12. Let's read it together. 
For now we see through a glass darkly. Everybody say darkly. But then face to face. Now I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. Psalms 91, 5 and 6. You will not fear the terror of night. Everybody say night. Nor the arrow that flies by day. Nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. Everybody say darkness. Nor the plague that destroys at midday. Our topic this afternoon is walking in the dark. Walking in the dark. God bless you. I see some of you that I haven't seen in a while. Welcome back. Welcome home. Uh, it's been good over here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about walking in the dark. Today, I want to talk to people who are unsure. You can say amen when I get to your street. I want to talk to people who are unsure, people who don't know. You're unsettled about some things. I want to talk to people who are hoping for some things, believing for some things, asking for some things. But you're not sure about what God is going to do. I ain't in the room yet? All right. I, I want to talk to those who have some decisions to make. Who have some options ahead of them. Who have some hopes and some dreams. But you don't quite see clearly how this is going to work. I want to talk to somebody that's not sure what to do or how to go about it. Who don't know what happens next. I want to talk to somebody this afternoon that is concerned about how the story ends. In other words, people who are walking in the dark. Our theme for the next two months is pick up the pace, pick up the pace. And we, we've been learning how to walk to God all year long. And in the summer months, uh, sometimes we relax and we kind of ease up. And, and though rest and relaxation is good and it's necessary, our walk with God doesn't stop just because it's summertime. Just like you don't stop breathing all summer. And you sure don't stop eating all summer. I can tell by looking at you. You can't stop walking with God. Even You can't even ease up on your walk just because it's summertime. There is no vacation from walking with God. There is no vacation from walking with God. I know you've taken a few. I took a few too. But there's not supposed to be vacation from walking with God. And, 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 and so we're going to be reminding you all summer to pick up the pace rather than slow down and let your, your, your summer, let, let your, uh, your walk experience what the school calls a summer slide. You know, summer slide is when kids forget half of what they learn throughout the year because they don't read and they don't study over the summer. So they call it the summer slide. Some of you spiritually get the summer slide. Or should we call it the summer backslide? And so we're going to be reminding you, come on, pick up the pace. And so uh, 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 we want you to, to 
pick up the pace. But if you, you think about it, that, that no logical thinking person picks up the pace in the dark. When we're walking in the dark, we walk more carefully. We, we walk more slowly. We feel where we're going. We want to make sure we don't run into something that's, that's going to hurt, especially hitting that baby toe, you know. We, we, we walking carefully in the dark. When we're walking in the dark, we, especially if we're not in familiar surroundings, you know, most of us have figured out how to get out of the bed and get to the bathroom, get back in the bed in the middle of the night without turning the light on. But, but when you're not in familiar surroundings, you're careful when you're in the dark. You certainly don't pick up the pace when you're walking in the dark. But I came by this afternoon to let somebody know that some of our walk with God is in the dark some of our walk with God is in the dark now I'm not talking about spiritual darkness or even evil kind of darkness because we know that God is light and there is no darkness in him at all we know that he has called us out of darkness into the marvelous light I'm not talking about that darkness I'm talking about times in our walk with God when we just don't know what's going on when we cannot see our way, when we're being kept in the dark, why is he leading me this way? Where are we going? God, what are you doing? God, what are you going to do? How long is this going to last? How is this thing going to get paid? Why would you have me do this now? What's going on in my body? What's wrong with my spouse? What kind of marriage is this? What is it supposed to be? What in the world is happening to my child? I don't get this. I don't understand this. God, is you is or is you ain't? I'm trying to listen to you, but I don't hear a clear word. Word. I feel you pushing me forward, but I really don't know what path we're taking. I hear you calling me, but I don't know what you're calling me to. I feel you leveling me up, but I don't know what level that is. I'm walking with you, Lord, but I'm walking in the dark. Ladies and gentlemen, some of our walk with God is in the dark. Oh, God... You want us to walk with you even when we don't know where we're going or what you're going to do. I think that's the bottom line of what you're trying to tell us. God, you want us to walk with you even when we don't know where we're going or what you're going to do. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 13 and 12, he said, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then we'll see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I'm going to know even as I'm also known. In other words, there's going to be a time when we see Jesus face to face, Rem BJ, when we see him at the end, we will know things as clearly as God knows us. But right now, we're only going to know in part. We're going to see, but through a dark glass, the the New Living Translation says it like this. Now we see imperfectly, like, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we're going to see everything with perfect clarity. He says, all that I now know is partial and incomplete. 
But then I'll know everything completely, just as now God knows me completely. He's All we know now is partial and incomplete. All we know now is partial and incomplete. See, here Paul was in a discussion on spiritual gifts and even prophecy, even spiritual insight, even your discernment, even those things that just drop in your spirit are only partial and incomplete. They're not fully disclosed. God didn't tell you everything. So there are moments in your walk with God, sometimes even years, that you're going to have to keep walking in the dark. You're not going to know where you're going or what God is going to do. And there are men and women in the Bible who walk with God in the dark. It's all through the Bible. He didn't keep that fact from us. Of Abraham. He told Abraham, pack up, leave your family, and just go. I'll tell you when you get there that you got there. <laughs> Moses was at the Red Sea with a million people following him. The army of Pharaoh was behind them, and the sea was in front of them, and he had no idea at that moment what God was going to do. Paul got knocked down out the horse. He knocked him blind. He changed his entire life in a moment. Can you imagine? He changed his entire life in a moment and literally made him walk in the dark to the city. And he said, I'll tell you later what you're getting ready to do. Esther, God didn't tell her what the king was going to do when she got there. She just walked in the dark saying, if I perish, I perish. It's all through the Bible. The Hebrew boys, now they believed God was going to deliver them from the fiery furnace. But they were willing to walk in the dark. They said, even if he doesn't, we will not stop walking with God. We will not bow to you, king. That's that higher faith. There's a faith that says, God, I know you can. Then there's a faith that says, God, I know you will. Then there's that faith that says, but even if he doesn't. I'll just keep walking in the dark. Joseph, Joseph, everything that God had showed Joseph, nothing he was going through right then fit with the dream that God gave him about what his life was supposed to be about. He's in the pit. He's on a slave job at Potiphar's house. Then he's in prison. And for years, Joseph just kept walking in the dark with God. Job had no idea what was going on with him, why he lost everything, why he was sick, but he was willing to walk in the dark. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Let me put it in our vernacular. God, you're killing me, but I trust you. Some of our walk with God is in the dark. God wants us to walk with him even when we don't know where we're going or what he's going to do. Sometimes you won't even know what you're doing. It ain't that you don't know what God is doing. You don't even know what you're doing. Noah wasn't a shipbuilder or a zookeeper. He ain't know what he was doing. God got him building this big old ark. Peter worked on the water but he never walked on the water but Jesus told him come on out here and there he went literally in the dark and in the middle of a storm Jeremiah said I'm a child I don't I 
not only don't know what I'm doing, but I don't even understand what I'm saying. But your word is like fire shut up in my bones, and I can't refrain. Gideon, Gideon said, my family is the least in the whole country, and I'm the least in the family. I'm the runt. I'm the sorriest one in the family. I don't know how to lead these people. I don't know how to lead them in the war. And then you're going to give me 300 people, and they got over 135,000 people all the way. And by the way, all of that, when he delivered Gideon with the, with the 300 people, it happened in the dark. Ruth's situation happened in the dark, too. She's laying at the feet of Boaz. She didn't know what she was doing. She was just following the instructions that Naomi gave her, just walking with God in the dark. Solomon said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. These people have made me king because my daddy said so. I don't need riches. I don't need wealth. I don't need wives. I don't need a mighty army. I don't need a palace. I don't need a staff. I'm walking with you, and I don't know what you're doing, and I don't know what I'm doing. So God, just give me wisdom. Because I'm walking in the dark. Some of our walk with God is going to be in the dark. It's a trust walk. Where my Vegas lights at? Y'all remember the trust light walk, Vegas lights? That, that's, it's a team building exercise. And everyone on the team is blindfolded. And they have to be led around certain obstacles and, and, and their leader can't talk to them, but the leader has to lead them in the dark. And people that don't trust their leader can't do it. Y'all, this is a trust walk. Walking in the dark is a, is a trust walk. Some things you wouldn't understand if God did tell you. And some of you, if he told you too much, you'd get in the way. Because you're sitting up here trying to figure it out right now. Some of y'all, I lost y'all several minutes ago because I said something that reminded you of something and it's something that you need to work out and your mind's been gone. You sitting up here right now trying to figure it out. Somebody's at work right now. Somebody's at home right now. Listen to this and you've been trying to figure it out all day. Well, God told me to tell you, stop it. Stop trying to think it through. Stop trying to figure it out. He said to tell it to you like this, your head doesn't have it. Your head doesn't have it. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying to calculate. You're trying to orchestrate. You're trying to manipulate. God said, stop it. Your head doesn't have it. You're trying to add it up. Then you're trying to divide it out. You're trying to think of plan B. You're trying to weigh your options. God said, stop it. Where God is taking you now, your head doesn't have it. Tell somebody, get out of your head. Get out of your head. Your head doesn't have it. I'm talking to somebody because I feel the anointing. Your head doesn't have it. Tell them again, get out of your head. There was a TV show named Scandal. Scandal had this chick named Olivia Pope. She was a crisis manager. She'd get stuck in the middle of something, and she'd stop for a second in the middle of the room, and she'd begin to work it out in her head. You see her looking around, trying to figure it out in her head. Then she'd make her move with the plan that she had. Well, y'all, there are no Olivia Popes in the walk with God. So get up, tell them, get out of your head. Your head doesn't have it. There's another TV show called The Good Doctor. 
The good doctor, this guy's an autistic genius. And when he gets stuck in the operating room or, or with his patients, they'll show you what's going on in his head. You see the heart and you see all the veins, and they'll show you how he's doing it all in his head. And then he moves on with his plan of action. And some of you are trying to walk with God like that. Every time God walks you into the dark, you stop and you're trying to figure out how to do this. You're trying to get a plan to move ahead. And God said, tell you, get out of your head. Get out of your head. Your head doesn't have it. You don't know. You can't see in the dark. You don't run this walk. So stop it. Stop thinking. Stop racking your brain. Stop staying up all night. Quit Googling information to help you make a decision. I know I'm in the house now. Quit Googling information to see if you can figure out how to get this thing done. God said, get out of your head. Your head doesn't have it. This is a trust walk. Walking in the dark is a trust walk. I know you're a fighter. I know you don't back down from a challenge. I, I know you'll get after stuff. You'll get after it. I know you're brave. But the braver you are in the day, the more you're afraid of the dark. See, in the day, you can see what you're doing. You can calculate your risk. You might be scared, but you move forward. That's what brave is, is when you move forward, when you're scared. And brave people kind of have confidence in themselves and their ability to get in and out of stuff. But when what you can do and what you know don't mean a thing, you're going to get in some times <laughs> where what you can do and what you know don't mean a thing. When you get in that situation, even brave people going to turn some lights on when they're in the dark. Even brave people going to go get a flashlight before they jump into something. Even brave people are going to get some information. You're brave in the daylight, but you're afraid of walking in the dark. The more controlling you are in life, the more afraid of the dark you are. The more you're afraid of the dark. Controllers, I'm coming after y'all. This, this word is really for controllers. Controllers don't like the dark. This message is especially for you. Because God is in control of this walk. And just so you know that God is in control of this walk, he leads you into the dark on purpose. And most controllers, I'm mad at you because most controllers have had their trust violated somewhere in life. Most controllers are that way. That just saved you two years of therapy. Most controllers are that way because their trust has been violated somewhere in life. They had to take control because if they didn't, bad things were going to happen. So they don't do vulnerable. They don't do haphazard. They make a plan. They dictate the plan. And they execute the plan. I know because I pastor controllers. I have to teach them how to trust their team. I have to teach them to wait on folks and not just run off and leave the team. I have to teach them to see what other people have to offer that's not them. Because the more you're a controller, the more you're afraid of walking in the dark. The more responsible you are, the more you're afraid of the dark. These are all my go-to people. Where my go-to people at? In other words, and some of them are controllers, but not necessarily. Some responsible folks hate it. They hate the fact that the family always comes to you. 
You hate the fact that your co-workers always come to you. You hate the fact that the neighbors come to you, that the church folk come to you, but you feel responsible. So you just keep saying yes to what people keep asking you to do. It's always on your shoulders. And however it comes out, you feel like it's going to be on you, that you're the leader, that you're the go-to, that you're the final decision. So when you don't know what you're doing and you don't know where you're going or you don't know what God is going to do, it, it bothers folk that feel responsible. They're afraid of walking in the dark. And the more you hate failure, the more you're afraid in the dark. That's my tribe. Where my tribe at? The more you hate failure, the more you're afraid of the dark. Because in the natural, if you're moving and you can't see, you're going to mess up. If you're driving and you can't see, you're going to run into something. If you're target shooting and you can't see, you're going to kill somebody. If you're cooking and you can't see, you're going to burn the house down. Because in our mind, we feel like failure and darkness go together. If I can't see what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to fail. If I can't, I'm running too high of a risk for failure. If I don't know what's going on, we want to know the risk. We want to be able to predict the outcome. When you hate failure, you want to see. When you hate failing, you're afraid of the dark. So, Pastor, I'm daylight brave. I'm a controller. I'm responsible. And I hate failure. Yet you're telling me to pick up the pace, to walk with God in the dark when I don't know where we're going and I don't know what God is going to do. I thought you was a gospel preacher. The gospel, Barbara, is defined as good news. So what's the good news here? I'm glad you asked that question. Here's the good news. God does some of his best work in the dark. Woo, that's good to me. God does some of his best work in the dark. Let's go back to Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form of void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved on the face of the water. He was getting ready to create. He started creation in the dark. Let's talk about childbirth. Y'all like them babies? Them babies and them grandbabies? I think y'all like the grandbabies better than y'all like the babies. None of us were created in the light. We are God's masterpiece, but none of us were created in the light. Everything, that baby inside, that, every, that personality, that cute pie, that mama's love, that grandma's baby, that whole thing that you love, the entire thing happens in the dark. God does some of his best work in the dark. Y'all remember the Passover? The death angel came through, and everybody had the blood. Uh, he, he passed over them, and he delivered an entire nation of people in the dark. Y'all remember Peter walking on water? The Bible says Jesus was walking out there when the light, when, when, before, in, the, in the watch of the night. 
The ship was being tossed and driven in the middle of the night. And, and Peter said, God, if that's you, let me come out there. Peter walked on the water. It hadn't been done before, and it's never been done again. God did his best work in the dark. Y'all remember Nicodemus came to God, Jesus at night. No greater words have ever been spoken than John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. There was some other good stuff in there. I didn't come to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. There's some other stuff in there. If you're going to go to heaven, it says, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. That whole conversation happened in the dark. The crucifixion was in the dark as Jesus hung on the cross the sky went dark while Jesus was saving the entire world as the blood came streaming down it came down in the dark the whole world was saved in the dark and while it was dark the veil of the temple was ripped from top to bottom in other words you can't get past that veil to be in the presence of God but when he ripped that veil open in the dark that meant all of us could walk in the presence of God without any representation except Jesus he did that in the dark and the resurrection was done in the dark before the waking of day before the sun got up they went to the tomb and Jesus was already gone that meant the crucifixion and the resurrection happened in the dark God does some of his best work in the dark so be encouraged no, I want you to be excited when you're walking in the dark because God does some of his best work in the dark. So let me, let me give you a different way to look at this. I don't want you to be afraid to walk in the dark. So let's go back to Psalm 91. I read 5 and 6. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the error by day, nor the pestilence in darkness. Know the plague at midday, but so that you understand the context of what he was talking about. Let's go up to verse 1. Psalms 91 and 1 says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feather and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your guard. It might look like darkness, but when you're walking with God, actually it's the shadow of the Almighty. Well, that's good to me. It might look like darkness but it's the shelter of the most high it might look like darkness but you're in his fortress it might look like darkness but that's because you're covered with his feathers and you're under his wings it's not the kind of darkness that you think that ain't really darkness that's the shadow of the almighty all of a sudden while I'm walking with God something dark came over me and I couldn't see where I was going and I couldn't see what God was doing I was walking in the dark, but I knew who I was walking with. And the only reason I couldn't see right then is because I was under the shadow 
of the Almighty. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. That's the shadow of death. But this where I'm at is the shadow of the Almighty. It looks like darkness, but it's just the shadow of the Almighty. So anytime you start to get afraid of the dark, remember it's a different kind of darkness. It's the shadow of the Almighty. You know, you're in the shadow when there's something coming at you, but there's something in between you and it that casts a shadow. And so you might can't see what's coming at you. You are right because you're under the shadow of the Almighty. Who's the Almighty? My God in whom I trust. Especially when I'm walking in the dark. I want to teach you all a song today. I'm going to put the words on there, up there. I want to teach you this song because I want it to be in your spirit. So that you understand even when you're in lack, even when you're broken, even when you're doubting because you're in the dark. I want you to remember that you're under the shadow of the Almighty, that he is there. A little song, something like this, this words on the screen. What I lack, you are full of. Where I'm broken, you are whole. What I'm doubting, you are sure of. I'll trust the lover, lover of my soul. Sing that with me. What I lack, you're full of. You are full of. Where I'm broken, where I'm broken, you are whole. You are whole. This is my line. What I'm doubting, I'm doubting. he ain't tripping. He's sure of it. You are sure of, I'll trust the lover, lover of my soul. I'm not afraid of the arrows by day, nor the darkness that comes when the sun rolls away. Lord, you know that my strength never lasts, but you make up for every weakness I have. So what I lack, come on, get it in your spirit. You are full of where I'm Sure of. What I'm doubting, you are sure of. 
to receive your names or what you can do whether you're here and whether you're there or whether you're listening uh, or watching on live video broadcast if you go to newantioch-aliante.org newantioch-aliante.org go down to the connect button and you can get into one of our community groups. You can get into uh, what those are smaller Bible studies. You can join the church. Uh, you can get into our growth track. You can get uh, uh, that book. Just go there and connect with us. We would love to be your church family. I would love to be your pastor. Pastor Sharonda would love to be your pastor. We would love for you to be a part of our church family. So put that in the comments right now. And for those that are in the house and for those that are listening, I'm going to pray a general prayer, but we're going to pray for you today. Now, we don't know what's happening with this virus. We don't know what's happening with the Delta strain and all that stuff. And so we, we're, we're going to be careful. But if you're comfortable and you know you need prayer, there is something about the laying on of hands. And if we do use the oil, for those who don't know what this oil thing is, the oil has been prayed over. The oil has been blessed. It's just a symbol of the Holy Spirit that stays on you and stays with you. And the Bible talks about anointing with oil as a symbol of his spirit. So don't let that freak you out. But we will pray for you. I'm going to ask if uh, Pastor Sharonda would come, if uh, Pastor Darian would come and just stand up front. Uh, we're going to ask if uh, Minister Barbara would come, Minister Terry, amen, and just stand across the front here, amen, Minister Marias is on duty today, I'll let you stay there, and if you want prayer today, you can come, and what I want you all to do is keep your mask on. And as they come to just lay hands on the shoulder, stand to the side uh, so we make sure that we keep everybody safe. If you need prayer today, I, I'm facing some stuff. I got some decisions I need to make. I'm walking in the dark. I'm the go-to person and it's heavy on me right now. I just need you to pray with me. Pray for me. Just come and stand in front of any of these that are here. The altar is a place where burdens are lifted, where strongholds are broken. We don't mind fighting for you. You know you need help. Just come. Come and stand before any of these. You all go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, those that are coming, those that are here, the word for today. God, they need your prayer. God, they need your intervention. God, they need you to stand with them. God, they need you to fix it for them. God, they need you to move on them in the name of Jesus. God, I'm asking you right now to lift the heavy burden. God, I'm asking you right now to speak. Give them the faith. Give them the faith to be able to move further. Give them the faith to be able to handle the load. Give them the faith. We trust you, God. I trust you. All of those that are listening, all of those in the name of Jesus, all of those that are in the house, you got some decisions to make. You may not want to come up here, but you know you need God to help you. You know that you need God to fix it. You know that you don't know what's next. You don't know what your next job is supposed to be. You don't know what your next calling is. You don't know 
how to raise these kids. You don't know what to do with these young adults. You're walking in the dark. Just lift that up to God and say, God, right now, I give you my health. I give you my finances. I give you my relationships. I give you my marriage. I, I'm taking it all for me. I give you my future. I give you my anointing. I give you my ministry. I give you, God, this problem. It's not in my head. I'm still trying to figure it out. But while I'm trying to figure it out, God, you've already worked it out. While I'm trying to figure it out, you've already worked it out. God, I'm asking you to work it out for me, God. Work it out. Work it out. I know you're a way maker. I know you're a heart fixer. I know you're a mind regulator. I know you're a soul saver. I know you're a body healer. I know you're a trouble mover. I know you're a problem solver. Help me, God. I need your help. I need your help. God, I need your help. God, I need your help. Help me, God. Help me to make it. Help me to be who I'm supposed to be. God, when I'm doubting, I know you're sure. God, I don't know about these kids, but I know you're sure. God, I don't know about this money, but I know you're sure. God, I don't know about what the doctor told me, but I know you're sure. I know what you're sure of. Help me, God. I give it to you, Lord. I release it. I release it. I release it to you, God. I release it to you, God. Yes. Yes, what I'm doubting. Central Campus at New Antioch Central at 77977.